High income is still a priority for many investors, but the new wrinkle is higher inflation. Plus, don't look now, but international stocks, after years of lagging their U.S. peers, are starting to heat up. Does it last? Well, joining me now is Lance McGray, head of ETFs at Advisors Asset Management. Stick around. He's next. Hello, I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. Thank you so much for joining us. If it is your first time watching, hit the subscribe button and post your comments below. We would love to hear from you. So we've got a lot of ground to cover on today's show. How can you generate high income without taking high risk? And what's behind the upswing in foreign stocks and will it last? Well, joining us to talk about that and much more is Lance McGray, head of ETFs at Advisors Asset Management. Hi, Lance. Welcome back. It is great to see you. Hi, Stephanie. It's always a pleasure being with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, happy to have you. Let's start off with the AAM Ball and Gainer Small Mid-Cap Income Growth ETF. That ticker is SMIG, S-M-I-G. Now, the fund recently crossed $200 million in assets under management. So first of all, big congrats to you on that. More investors are realizing that they need exposure to smaller stocks, and SMIG's unique approach offers an interesting solution. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, as you mentioned, we've had a tremendous amount of success with SMIG. Um, we launched it less than two years ago, and quite honestly, it's already over $200 million, and it has been a very successful launch. Um, when we think about the early adoption of those investors that have, have uh, invested in SMIG, it really comes down to what I say is two S's. We have number one, we have structure, and number two, we have strategy. So when we talk about structure, SMIG is really unique because, yes, it is an actively managed ETF, and quite honestly, there are not a lot of actively managed ETFs out there. But what's really unique about SMIG is that it's fully transparent as well. So not only do you get a, a active manager in Balling Gainer who has a tremendous background and um, history of navigating these very challenging times through their dividend growth uh, strategy, but you get the benefits of the ETF wrapper, the low cost, the tax efficiency, and transparency as well. So even though this is a, 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 an ETF, you can go to our website and see the holdings on a daily basis, just like almost every other ETF out there. Um, when we talk about strategy, right, this is where ball and gainer shines. The income growth strategy has, has been really very, very attractive for investors, especially those that are interested in small and mid cap stocks. Um, it has three main objectives. Number one is income generation. This is generally an issue when people are investing in small and mid cap stocks. Income investors have a hard time finding the income that they need when they go into small and mid cap stocks. And that's what one of the things that makes SMIG so very attractive is that you can get the benefits of small and mid cap stocks without giving up substantial amount of income. Now, currently, SMIG's SEC yield as of the end of April was about 218, which is substantially higher than the Russell 2500, the benchmark for SMIG. Number two, downside protection. And you talked about risk management. This is really interesting. In this environment, you know, since the launch of our solution, SMIG, it has a 26% reduction in max drawdown versus the Russell 2500. And then finally, is obviously total return as well. Over the same time frame, SMIG the ETF has outperformed the Russell 2500 by an impressive 
11%. So this is a very interesting solution, a solution that blends the, act, the, the active manager, the benefits of active management with that of the transparent, low cost and tax efficient ETF wrapper. Yeah, definitely some impressive returns there. Um, all right, income investors, since we're talking about that, the AAM Low Duration Preferred and Income Securities ETF, and this ticker is PFLD. This has also been a popular choice. This one pays a monthly dividend, carries low expenses. Uh, given the lackluster performance results of bonds over the past few years, some investors are even using PFLD as a bond replacement. What trends in the fixed income market are you seeing right now? Well, I think you see it in the headlines every day. Income is back in fixed income, right? Uh, we have money markets that are earning 4 and 5%. And unfortunately, despite how attractive that is and the amount of investors and advisors that are utilizing that 4 or 5%, because quite honestly, we haven't seen that. We have extremely volatile times in the market, interest rates. There's a lot of investors that are, are sort of camping out for 4 or 5% in those money market funds. And as they should be, unfortunately, four or five percent when you have inflation, it's not enough for a lot of investors. And getting that additional yield is really, really challenging. So if you look at a solution like TFLD, which is the first and only low duration preferred ETF currently in the U.S. market, it's really attractive on a number of levels. Number one, it offers a substantial uh, pickup over those money markets, right? Um, its SEC yield is almost 7%. Um, it's very challenging to get nearly 7% income without going into some junk bonds or high yield bonds, which, you know, unfortunately have a default rate historically of 10 times that of preferred stocks. Now, we know we're in a mini banking crisis. Uh, preferred stocks, along with every other security, you know, that focuses on banks right now is under scrutiny. We believe this is a very interesting time for, for preferred, preferred securities for a number of reasons. Number one, um, preferred stocks are offering, as I mentioned, elevated levels of income well above their long term average. If we continue to look at valuations, you know, the, the $25 preferred market is, is trading at about a 12% discount, again, well below their long term average. And then lastly, when you look at the big picture of sort of potential financial regulation coming down in the future because of the banking crisis, that has sort of historically provided a nice tailwind for the preferred market. So again, very challenging market specifically for financials, um, but potentially a very, very um, interesting entry point into the preferred space. And as you mentioned, risk management, PFLD is the only low duration preferred out there. Not only do you get the benefits of the preferred asset class, which is a hybrid in nature, um, but you do it generally speaking with about 50 to 70% reduction versus our broad based, broad based peers. Is it harder to peel people away from that four to 5% um, safe, you know, savings account and get them moving on to an ETF like yours? I mean, are you starting to see more people dipping their toe in the water? We are. Um, it is challenging, right? Because PFLD is certainly not a cash alternative. Preferreds, it's a risky asset class. Um, PFLD is a great tool, not only, as you mentioned, for fixed income investors trying to sort of squeeze a little more out of their fixed income yield, but think about what happened in Q1 on the equity front, right? We had a big run up in growth, right? 
a lot of investors are taking some exposure off um, of their of their domestic equities and putting it into solutions like PFLD, which you can get s- sustainable income, but taking off substantial duration risk and, and quite honestly, equity risk off the table as well. Let's shift gears and talk about foreign stocks. You know, despite the underperformance of developed and emerging market stocks compared to U.S. stocks over the past few years, some investors believe that foreign stocks have some major catching up to do. AAM offers exposure to foreign stocks with ETF ticker symbols DMDV and EEMD. Um, For patient investors, foreign stocks could be worth another look. No? How do you see this? Absolutely. We We tend to agree with you. It's been a long time since international domestic ex-US and also emerging market stocks um, have kept pace with domestic domestic equities. Um, and for that reason, um, we think that there is potential for relative outperformance here, right? And in addition to relative performance going forward, we also see there's, there's a number of other benefits that investors tend to forget about when they talk about international and emerging market equities. The first is diversification. The second, is income generation. You look at products like DMDV and EEMD, not only do you get the possibility of um, of substantial performance on a relative basis going forward, given the fact that these markets drastically underperformed over the last decade, um, but you get the diversification benefits that are so very, very important in one's portfolio. Um, Changing gears to the income side, when we look at EEMD and DMDV, These are international equity portfolios. They offer diversification across all 11 gig sectors. They focus on dividend paying stocks. They offer, they focus on uh, companies that are generating positive, substantial, substantially positive cash flows. Um, And they have meaningful yield as well. You know, the the SEC yield on EEMD is north of 9%. And for DMDV, it's over 8% as well. So there are areas of the market um, these two solutions certainly aren't the broad-based beta solutions. And I think that's what you need to be focusing on. This market is, is products that are focusing on profitable cash flow generating companies that are offering substantial income as well to sort of cushion any blows that we may have going forward. Uh, one final question before you take off. As we hit the midway point here in 2023, what other important trends do you think investors and financial advisors should be prepping for? Well, if you think about the backdrop that we have currently right now. We have a rolling regional bank crisis. We have sticky inflation. We have debt ceiling duels. We have we have so much going on as we head into sort of the second half of 2023. And whether you are in the camp that we will have a recession or we won't have a recession, here at AAM, we think it's prudent for, for most investors um, to plan for and position one's portfolio for a material economic slowdown, which will result in, in lower earnings going forward. So some of the things that we're looking at doing is, as I mentioned before, taking a little off the table because of the run-up in Q1, re-looking at your core holdings, not necessarily um, the call to cash and cash-like alternatives that you have in these money market, but what are you doing on the equity side? What are you doing in your core fix- fixed income? Where are you taking your duration risk? Where are you getting levels of elevated levels of income? Is it being balanced? Is it worth the risk? So what are we focusing on here at AAM? And some of the things that we're talking to clients about um, is, is that we're harvesting some of the recent strong gains in less resilient sectors, right? 
rate-sensitive, longer-duration securities like, like technology sectors, um, or broad-based passive solutions where you have a high concentration in um, single names. And we're trying to migrate those into more uh, some sectors, right? That has a long secular tailwind. Uh, you know, think of energy in this type of example. So we're not making major shifts. We're trying to reposition our portfolio um, for an environment where you know we do expect earnings to slow down slightly and do enter into a recession. All right, Lance, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for dropping by and sharing your insights. It's it's great to have you with us. Thanks so much, Stephanie. And you can check out the ETF lineup at Advisors Asset Management. Go to aamlive.com. The link is posted in the description section below. And be sure to subscribe to ETF Guide TV. Tell us how you've been enjoying our timely programs like this one, along with ETF Battles and the many other shows. You can also find us on Twitter at ETF Guide. I'm Stephanie Stanton. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Music